welcome to episode 36 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 35, our topic was supply chain post-COVID. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today, our guest is Stan Bernard of Bernard Associates out of Bethesda, Maryland. Stan Bernard is an internationally recognized, award-winning global competition consultant, keynote speaker, and published author. He is the president of Bernard Associates and the creator of the Transcender System. A former senior fellow at the Wharton School of Business, Dr. Bernard has been a consultant to leading businesses around the world for nearly four decades, working with more than 150 companies across six continents. In Stan Bernard's new book, Brands Don't Win, How Transcenders Change the Game, he covers how leading companies win by changing the game. Established businesses like Amazon, Starbucks, and Tesla, and emerging players like Peloton, Halotop, and Seedlip have a secret system for winning. These and other transcender companies do not play the traditional brand game that every other company plays. They create their own game and force competitors to play by their rules. Brands Don't Win reveals the proven, practical three-step transcender system that leading companies use to transcend their rivals and own their markets. Learn step-by-step how to use and apply the transcender system, considered by top executives to be the world's most powerful winning system for companies and their products. Let's welcome Stan Bernard. Stan, I'm always interested in people's stories. How did you become a global competition consultant, keynote speaker, and published author? Well, it was a circuitous route, uh, Brian, but uh, the short story is this. When I was a about six, seven-year-old kid, I was a huge sports fan. I used to follow Vanderbilt because I lived in Nashville, and they were really good in basketball, but they absolutely, every single year, Alabama and their legendary coach, Paul Bear Bryant, would just absolutely destroy Vanderbilt, usually by the second quarter. The game was over. And I asked my father, you know, why is it that every year Alabama wins and every year Vanderbilt loses? And over time, I came to realize that Alabama had a system for winning. Specifically, Paul Bear Bryant had a a system for player identification, development, preparation, et cetera, um, which led him to win the most college football titles in history prior to the later successor at Alabama, Nick Saban, who many people know. Well, Nick Saban also has a winning system. Uh, He refers to it as the process. Two words, the process, heavily focused on player development, identification, preparation, practice, et cetera. And so I realized that, okay, both of these these coaches had winning systems. And and actually, Nick Saban had actually gotten part of his system from Bill Belichick, for whom he worked with at the Cleveland Browns in the 90s. Bill Belichick also had a winning system that led him to win the most Super Bowls in history, six Super Bowls. He calls his system, or it's called, you know, do your job, right? So I knew in sports, there were winning systems, you know, whether it was John Wooden in basketball or the Moneyball system in baseball that helped the Cubs and Red Sox win. So when I got into business, I was looking for different systems for winning. And I was actually shocked that when I became a product manager 
years ago at Bristol Myers Squibb, a, a major brand company. Several of my colleagues basically told me, you know, it's all about branding. That's the only way to compete. And when I said to them, there's got to be multiple different ways to win, right? And they looked at me like the deer in the headlights, right? So I realized, oh my gosh, there's not an, a specific way or system for winning in business other than branding. So that really led me to go on a search for a winning business system. And that's what I've spent the last four decades doing in my career. Well, speaking of branding, your book, Brands Don't Win, what does Brands Don't Win mean? And what is it in reference to? Basically, the idea is this. The best and leading companies in the world don't win with branding. Branding is actually 3,000 years old. Virtually every company on the planet, whether you're a product company, service company, technology company, pretty much every company plays the exact same game. It's like playing brand checkers, okay? You create a brand and you differentiate the brand, usually with lots of promotions, advertising, sales reps, et cetera. Well, what I found is that the best companies do not play the brand game. They do not lead with their brand. They actually play their own game. They create a game only they can win and they force competitors to react to them. So these companies basically have realized, you know what, branding can support our system for winning, but these companies basically use a very different playbook for competing. Well, as you put it, how do winners win in business? What I actually created, I, I couldn't find a true winning business system out there other than branding. And by the way, branding is was never designed to help people compete. It was actually, it's 4,000 years old and it was designed to identify livestock, right? One, one farmer's cows from another farmer's cows back in the Indus Valley, India, Egypt years ago. So the idea here is that I created a system called the Transcender System for helping companies win. It's a three-step system. So for your listeners, if you want to win and you don't want to basically constantly be reacting to your competitors, the Transcender System provides three steps for winning. The most important step is the first step, which is creating the agenda. Creating the agenda is effectively the game you play. And the best transcenders, I call them transcender companies, these companies that play their own game versus the traditionalist that I refer to that do the branding game. Basically, the transcender companies, they create a game that only they can win. And they use a political playbook, not a product playbook. It's very much like politicians. So, for instance, Obama in 2008, when he was running for president, he didn't lead with the brand. He didn't say vote Obama. He said change, 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 change. He led with a campaign agenda and then followed with the brand, Obama. If you believed in change in 2008, he was absolutely the change candidate. Similarly, in 2016, again, put aside political leanings, Trump could have led with vote Trump. He was a brand, but he didn't. He led with a campaign agenda or his game, which was make America great again. And then he followed with his positioning or his brand of Trump. So that's what these companies do is they use a political playbook to win focused on leading with your campaign agenda and following with your brand. They use an election style campaign instead of a military style campaign. The military style campaign that traditionalists use, it's more promotions, more ads, more salespeople. That's how you win. You overwhelm your competitor. 
In the transcender system, you win very much like elections. You own the airwaves. You get everybody to believe in your agenda, not buy into your agenda, believe in. That's a very big difference in the transcender system. Traditional system, it's all about when you buy my product, it's differentiated. Transcenders don't say that. Peloton, Starbucks, Amazon, Nike, et cetera. They don't say buy my product. They say their agenda. In the case of Nike, just do it, right? Everybody knows their agenda. They've been using that for over 30 years. A lot of people don't know that Nike in 1987 was actually losing big time to Reebok. Reebok had 45% share of the North American sports apparel and shoes market. Nike only had 18%. They were losing badly in the brand game. They were playing Reebok's brand game. They got together in 1987, so we got to change the game. They changed the game with three words, just do it. They weren't just going to focus on athletes. They were going to focus on anybody that could just move, right? Anybody could just get out there, walk, do a marathon, anything in between. They then, over the next 10 years, using that campaign agenda, became number one in the world again. They dominate the sports apparel market now with over 35% more share than Adidas. This is typical of transcenders. That's just a terrific story. Their logo didn't hurt either. That's a highly recognizable logo. Absolutely. And you know what? To that point, in the transcender system, everything you do aligns to your agenda. So their agenda was just do it, which was all about moving, right? Getting people moving. So the swoosh was specifically designed. It was based on the Nike goddess, Nike. So to move, okay? And so their brand supports their agenda. Their brand logo supports their agenda. Their brand promotions, advertising, all support their agenda but they don't lead with the brand. They lead with just do it. And then they follow with the brand name Nike. And now they've been going on 33 years using that particular campaign agenda. That's an incredible story. We're speaking with Stan Bernard, president of Bernard Associates. Stan, could you just revisit the three techniques again to create the agenda? Absolutely. So in the Transcender system, there's three steps. First, create the agenda. And there's three ways to do that. You can do create a de novo agenda, such as just do it. You can create a category or own a category, such as Uber, which said everyone's private driver was their campaign agenda. Importantly, Uber didn't create the ride sharing or ride handling category. Um, That was actually created previously by Sidecar, who had the patent about seven years before. And then you can recreate an agenda. An example of that is Peloton. Peloton basically recreated the world-class indoor cycling studio for the home. That was their agenda. They didn't lead with Peloton. They led with recreating the indoor cycling studio experience. Well, those are the three ways for basically creating the agenda. The second way is to communicate the agenda. I put in the book, there's four criteria for communicating the agenda. I use the acronym MOA, M-O-W-A. That stands for memorable, ownable, winnable, and alignable. So the first way to communicate agenda is memorable. It needs to be short, distinct, easily repeated, and usually supported by graphics, such as logos or other types of mascots, characters, et cetera. Classic example of that is Geico. Geico basically has a four-word campaign agenda, 15 minutes, 15%, 15 minutes, 15%. Everybody knows that. 
Why does everybody know that? Because Geico has been telling us that for now since 1999. For over 20 years, they've used the same exact campaign agenda, and they have broken all the rules of advertising. They have multiple different types of mascots, not just the gecko. They have the caveman. So easy a caveman can do it. They have the pig, Max. They have celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. That breaks all the rules of advertising. They also break the rules because they do different campaign commercials or different commercials at the same time. That is not traditionalist advertising. Okay, so, so basically Geico played their own game. What's interesting is the game that was being played was by State Farm for years. State Farm is the largest insurer in the United States. And Geico basically leapfrogged from number five to number two over the last 20 years. And they're breathing down State Farm's neck in the, particularly in the automobile insurance industry, because they have been playing their own game. State Farm played the traditional insurance game, which was you don't advertise insurance. You can't feel it. You can't touch. It's not a product. So we're going to do it all through our salesmen, our entire insurance network. So they played their game. Geico said, no, no, we're going to change the game. And they changed the game and they have been incredibly successful over the last 20 years. So that's memorable, ownable. You have to own the agenda. Certainly, um, Sweet Green is an example of that. A salad company that basically their agenda is connecting people to real food. Connecting people to real food. What they do is they vet and link closely to farmers to provide vegetables for their shops. They can even link people to the real food digitally by telling people literally where their vegetables came from in their salad, what farm. And they can also give access to people to their salads at Outpost, corporate Outpost, et cetera. Winnable, we just talked about Nike, absolutely a winning agenda. And Alignable. Alignable is probably, probably the best example of that is Amazon. Amazon's two-word campaign agenda, customer obsession. Customer obsession. Jeff Bezos has repeatedly said the number one reason that Amazon has been successful and is now the most valued retail in the world is because of two words, customer obsession. He has never said we win because of branding. In fact, Amazon doesn't even put the name Amazon on the side of the truck that's delivering your various packages from Amazon. Why? It's not a brand game. They're playing a customer obsession game. Everything they do is about customer obsession. Their number one leadership principle on their job site, customer obsession. At their board meetings, they leave a seat open for the customer so everybody knows about it. Their metrics, 80% of their metrics are based on customer metrics. So this is a classic example of alignment. So that's the second. And then the third step is basically executing by championing the agenda. And there's four ways to do that that I can discuss in more detail. We're speaking with Stan Bernard president of Bernard Associates. In your book, you advise readers to play their game. I know you've touched on this, Stan, but what do you mean when you say that and how can that be achieved? Well, that really gets to the third step, which is championing the agenda. This is how you execute on your agenda. It's not enough to have an agenda or a game. It's not enough simply to communicate it. You have to execute. There's four what I call winning A's for execution. So they include access, advantages, evangelicals, and awareness. And let me explain what I mean by that. To win, you need to maximize access. So access can be two types. It can be limited or unlimited. So for instance, Google wins 
by having virtually unlimited access to the world's information. Google doesn't play the brand game. They basically play their own game, which is access to the world's information. That is their agenda. Everything Google does is about providing speedy, comprehensive access to the world's information. And then you have other companies that basically limit access to their products. So for instance, Zara Fashion. Zara Fashion is basically, Zara provides more different types of apparel for women in their stores in a given year, typically over 10,000 new products. So they provide tremendous access, but they only provide it for a limited amount of time. So their particular items may be in a store for only two or three weeks. So you better buy it now because it might not be there next week. So that's the access piece. Secondly, advantages, classic case of winning with advantages is Tesla. So Elon Musk champions the agenda of transitioning to sustainable energy. So that's, that's what he focuses on, sustainable energy. And basically his cars, his electric vehicles have so many advantages. I call them the S advantages, plural, because there's so many. So they include, obviously, safety of these cars. They're among the safest cars on the road. As it turns out, their 2018 Model S was the highest rated safety car in history. Savings, obviously, perhaps most importantly, saving energy, right? That's what it's all about. But they also save you money. Tesla can also save you on car insurance, et cetera. We have stations, charging stations. They have a different sales model, on and on and on. So all these S advantages. So that's the second one. The next one's a, a unique one, and that is, it's what I refer to as evangelicals. Evangelicals is a portmanteau that I created to refer to the passionate proselytizers that transcender companies inspire, because these are very different than product advocates that we get in traditional branding or traditional advertising, right? There are people that will say, yeah, this is a really good product, and they'll recommend it to their friend. Then you have the evangelicals in the transcendent world. These are like the Peloton users. I don't know if you know anybody that has a Peloton or have a Peloton yourself, but if you just mention the word Peloton, they go on and on and on about how amazing this product is, right? The fact that they can use it at home, the fact that they can compete with others and socialize with others online, the fact that they can basically go anywhere in the world, that they have these amazing trainers, on and on and on, right? You'll hear it. Those are true evangelicals. And they are so powerful in pushing the agenda of a company that Peloton's actually cut back on advertising and promotions because they like, we don't need to do it as much. We have so many people out there that are basically evangelizing for all of us, uh, for our company. We don't need it. So that's the third type. And then the fourth A, the fourth winning A is awareness. So just like any political election, you need to own the airwaves. Perhaps the uh, archetype for that is Carrie Hammer fashion. Many people probably haven't heard of Carrie Hammer. She started her fashion business, which was geared towards women for with professional careers. And basically she, she designed professional clothes for those women. In 2014, she was asked to share her clothes and show her clothes on the New York Council Fashion Runway. She basically looked to try to get models for her clothes. And she had a typical, you know, young women, very, very lean women who were trying on her clothes. And she said, this doesn't work. There's, there's a disconnect. She says, I need role models, not runway models. Five words. That was her campaign agenda. Role models, not runway models. 
She proceeded then to put on the runway the first woman in a wheelchair, the first woman with Down syndrome. Six months later, the first woman who was a quadruple amputee, as well as leading women in entrepreneurship, politics, research, et cetera, et cetera. She got so much buzz. She actually had over a billion hits on the internet. Fox News called it the runway revolution. And she really has changed how the fashion industry is perceived, particularly as it does runway model shows. So those are the four A's. I give many examples in the book, 16 different company examples, as well as many other types of case studies. So it's the three-step transcendent approach, create, communicate, and champion the agenda. Well, Stan, is there anything that I have not asked that you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I think uh, probably the, the, one of the most important things is people often think more is more. More messages, more branding, more advertising, more stuff. Not in the transcender world. Less is more. So, for instance, I tell people, do not, do not do the elevator pitch. The elevator pitch is actually too long. It's typically several floors where you're telling your brand messages, maybe 30 seconds. It's too long. Today, humans can only remember four plus or minus one chunk of information in their short-term memory, which means if you go on and on with messages, they won't remember. This is why transcender companies, as well as politicians, use typically five words or fewer, five words or fewer for their campaign agenda, and they repeat it over and over and over again. So if you're on an elevator, tell people your five word or fewer agenda. It's almost like, wait, hold that elevator. If you only have time to say four words, what would it be? So I guess in closing, I would suggest that uh, your readers and your listeners focus on not competing, because if you compete and try to win with branding, you'll be like everybody else. It's like playing brand checkers. I encourage your listeners to break out of the brand jail, to stop being brand washed, and to play their own game. If you want to win, transcend, use the transcender system to play only a game you can win and rise above your competitors. Well, Stan, how can people get in contact with you? Absolutely. So they can go to the website, brandsdontwin.com. And at that website, you can get information about the book. You can actually take a quiz. Are you a traditionalist or a transcender? You can download a copy of the first chapter of the book. And you can also reach my firm, Bernard Associates, at brandsdontwin.com. Stan, thank you very much for being a guest on the BCFORG podcast, The Business of Business. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. My sincere thanks to Sam Bernard for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. And feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Stan, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. 
All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts are released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 37, our topic will be the current status of the employee workforce. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You are never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCFORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.